0: we can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God.
1: I just want to say thank you for coming tonight for day three of 21 Days of Prayer. We know that it is a sacrifice for you to be here. We know that. I have three young children. I know that it can be difficult to make it. But if we're going to be a church that prays first, that we have to put prayer first in our lives. And so thank you for making this sacrifice with us. I'm so glad you're here. If you would, just just to celebrate this moment of us being here, would you just... Give yourself a hand. Like, you did it. You made it. If you're joining us online watching this, you might not even be joining us right now. It might be later on. I just want to say thank you. Like, we know that some people can't be here because of work schedules, kids' schedules, health issues, right? Things like that. Stuff happens, but yet you still care enough to participate at home online. Thank you so much. Can we give everyone that's joining us online a hand? That's really cool. We're glad that they're doing that. Again, thank you for being here. I want to remind you real quick about the prayer cards down here at the altar. When we go into our 25 minutes of personal prayer, if you would, these are people who have said, this is something that I need you to stand in the gap with me about. I need you to lift this up to the Lord on my behalf. And so you can grab as many of these as you want. All we ask is that you take the time to pray over them. And make sure you put them back before you leave, because we want to pray over these for the full 21 days, and uh, I just think that's really powerful. And if you need something prayed for, grab one of the empty cards that doesn't have anything on it. You don't even have to put your name on it if you don't want to, but fill it out. We want to stand in the gap with you. So I imagine that if you're here tonight, you're here for one of two reasons. The first reason is this. You came because you have an expectation that God's going to move over the course of these 21 days. And I hope that's where you're at. I hope that you came with an expectation that God's going to respond to our prayers. But there might be another reason that you're either here participating in person or participating online. And it might be that you're desperate for God to move. Like, this isn't about expectations. This is about, God, you need to move in my life. And it doesn't matter which reason you're here for. I've got good news for you. We serve a God who responds. We serve a God who responds. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, and I I just want to take a few moments to stir your faith and build your faith. In Matthew 6, 7, and 8, Jesus, teaching us about prayer, he says this, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. That's an interesting thought, right? That your father knows what you need before you ask. Why ask then? I'm gonna get there, but first I wanna focus on what Jesus said about not praying like the pagans do. Why? You know, in 1 Kings 18, there's a, there's a pretty popular story about Elijah, the prophet to Israel. And he has a showdown with 850 false prophets. There's 450 prophets of the God Baal and 400 prophets of the God Asherah. And Israel is turned from following the one true God to follow those gods. And Elijah's like, enough. Bring all those prophets up here. And we're going to have a little contest to find out whose God is really God, right? You guys know this. So they take the 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah. They take a bull and they prepare it. And they're going to sacrifice it to their God. And Elijah is going to take a bull and prepare it and sacrifice it to the God of Israel. And Elijah says, whichever God answers with fire, that's the real God. And all the people say, this is good. They didn't know they'd been set up. So the prophets of Baal and Asherah, they do their whole thing. They get it all ready. And then they begin to pray. And the Bible says that they start off just begging. Like they're like, please, Baal, listen to us. Listen to what we're saying. And as time goes on throughout the day, they get more and more dramatic and more and more frantic. They get to the place where they're dancing around like crazy people. They take knives and swords and they start cutting themselves. They're bleeding. And it gets so crazy that Elijah, he just starts messing with them. Elijah's like hey maybe he's just sleeping you got to be louder because he can't you know maybe he can't hear maybe he's busy your gods are just busy they're just not there so they go all day long and finally all their effort this is what the bible says about it but there was no response no one answered and no one paid attention now if that's what the false gods do we know that our god's not going to be that way right And Elijah, he prepares his bull. And he doesn't go through all these crazy antics. The Bible says he prepares his bull and then he just steps up and he offers a prayer. And it goes something like this. God, you're the real God. Why don't you show up and show these people just how real you are to prove to them that you're turning their hearts back to you. And what was God's response? The fire came down and it burned up everything. The bull, the altar, the dirt, the water. I mean, he's just going over and above to prove who he is. Why? Because he responds and people turn back to him. Jesus said, don't pray like the pagans who just keep babbling because you have a God who's already responding. He's, he's moving towards you. Church, I want you to know that God was moving towards us before we ever moved towards him right? That's why Jesus said, your father knows what you need before you even ask him. Okay, Jesus, then why pray? Can I help you with this? We pray not to get God's attention, but because we already have it. Like I'm not entering into prayer to try to get God to notice what's going on in my life. I enter into prayer because he already knows. Why? If you have children, you understand this already. My children, when they're hungry, they come to me. Why? Why? I'm the one that gives them food. They don't show up to you. My oldest son's getting to the point where I wish he would come to your house for food. You know, he's eating a lot of food already, and he's only seven. I don't know where we're going to be at in a couple of years. But he comes to me. When my children are hurt, who do they go to? Me or their mother. Why? Relationship. Relationship. Well, if God already knows, then why do I need to ask him? I'm glad you asked. You know what my kids... Are really grateful for it's the things that they ask me for and they see me respond to the ask but that's not all I'm doing for my kids it's not like I only feed my kids when they ask me to feed them it's not like I only buy them new clothes you know when they come and say dad my shoes like we're preparing the way for our kids before they ever even ask church I do so much stuff for my kids that they're not even aware I'm doing it I protect them from dangers that they don't even know exist. Are you you hearing what I'm saying here? God is a good father, church. He knows what you need before you ask, so why ask? Because he wants relationship. He's doing more than you could ever comprehend. Whatever storm, whatever trial, whatever thing you're believing for and you're seeking him for, here's what I want you to know. You're not praying to get his attention. You already have it. And you're praying out of relationship to the father who responds. He's not the one that's not paying attention. No, he's the one who responds. He already knows. And so in faith, we come to him and we acknowledge that. God, I'm not here to get your attention. I'm here because I have it. God, I'm not here because you don't know what I need. I'm here because you're the one that can meet my need. That's how we should pray. So here's what I want to encourage and challenge us with tonight. Whatever it is you're here seeking, maybe you're here completely for other people. Maybe you're at a spot right now where life is good. You're like, I'm just here to pray for other people, pray for my church, pray for lost people. Pray Good, pray like God's already there. Pray like he already knows what's going on. Pray like he's actually aware and present because he is. See, in Jesus, when he's teaching us, hey, don't pray like this. What he's really doing is revealing to us what kind of father we have. He's the father that's already paying attention, so don't act like he's not. He's the God who's already going before you, so don't act like he's not there already. He's the God who's already made provision, so don't act like he's a pauper. You see what I'm saying here? He's a good God and he wants us to come to him out of relationship because we know we can trust him to be the answer. He's present with us, church. He's already gone before us. The provision's already there. We're coming in faith to the God who responds. Amen? Amen. So we're going to, I'm going to pray us into our 25 minutes of prayer. And then after I say amen, you guys can get up, grab some prayer cards. You can go anywhere in this sanctuary that you want to to pray privately. You can go out in the hallway if you want to, but at some point you're going to hear the music change and that's the signal to come back in. We're going to worship one more song and then we're going to go into some corporate prayer for, for just a few minutes and I'll lead us in that. Okay. And before we dismiss, we will do one more worship song. So let me just pray. Father, I thank you that you're the God who is present. I thank you that we We don't have to jump around and hurt ourselves to try to get your attention because we already have it. God, I thank you that you're the God who responds. When everyone else is praying and no one's answering, no one's listening, no one cares, we know that you care and you listen and you're moving towards us before we ever move towards you. And we thank you for that. So Father, as we enter into this prayer, we want to start again with just worshiping you, just lifting up your name, lifting our eyes up to heaven where our help comes from. And Father, we pray that you would just be with us tonight, that your presence would be tangible in this house and in the homes of those who are viewing via the the live stream tonight. And we thank you for this in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Would you guys stand and worship with us?
0: I'm surrounded, by you. It may look I'm surrounded, by you. Oh yeah. It may look I'm surrounded you. It only looks like it. It may look like I'm, surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how we find
1: We're going to enter into some corporate worship, but before we do that, I just want to let you know about two things. We have these little cards right here, and what these are are harvest cards. What we want you to do is we want you to grab one of these, and on the back, there's 10 spaces for you to put in 10 people that you know don't know Jesus, and we want to commit to praying for these 10 people, every one of us, until we see the harvest come in, amen? We're supposed to be soul winners, and this is an easy way to do it, and on the other side of the card, it gives you a couple of scriptures to just help you in those prayers. So that'll be good. The other thing we want to provide you with is this. It's a prayer guide for our leadership. We need to be praying for our leadership. The scriptures teach us to pray, first of all, for those in leadership. It it talks about that in 1 Timothy. And so this will help you. It gives you the leadership that you can be praying for. And so we just want to remind you of that. Now, as we enter into corporate worship, here's what we want to do. We want to pray in unity one together, right? As, as one voice here. And so I'm going to lead us and I'm going to kind of lead us through some topics. And as I do, you can either just yell, amen, when you agree with something I say, or if I'm praying for prodigals, you can start naming the prodigals that you know, but we want to do this in unity together. Amen. Would you guys stand up with me? So I don't feel like I'm all alone up here praying. That'd be great. Let's get into this. Father, we come before you and we thank you, God, that you are the God who is with us. You're not unaware of what's going on in our lives, in our country, in our families, in our schools, in our government. Father, you see it all. You know it all. Your presence And, Father, that's why we're coming to you, as we know you've got all the answers. So, Father, I come before you, and I lift up first our our national government, Father. We pray for our presidents, God. God, I pray that you would do, like you did with Elijah, that you would do such a miracle work in this country, that you would turn the hearts of these people towards you, Father. God, we need to see a revival hit this nation, and, Father, we want to see that revival hit our government and our leaders. So, Father, do a work in your church that's so magnificent that people can't help but turn and follow Jesus Christ, your Son. God, we pray for this, and we pray for the leadership at the very top of this nation, that, Father, they would be people after your heart. God, I pray that you would draw them in. Father, that you would give them your wisdom for how to govern a nation, Father, that they would govern in justice father in truth and in righteousness father we pray for our state representatives and senators father that they likewise would be given divine wisdom for how to govern a people in truth and justice and in righteousness father God we pray even for our local governments God they need wisdom to be able to handle the affairs of governing a people so father give them divine wisdom Lord to do this in a way that's honoring to you father and that cares for people and loves people. Father, I thank you for it, God. God, we pray for our school teachers and our school administration. God, these people that have such an influence in our students' lives. God, we pray for revival to break out in our school systems, Father. We pray for revival to break out in the teachers' lives, Father. And it just overflows into the students, God. God, we pray that there would be people standing for truth, Standing for truth father in the midst of confusion that your truth would shine through these men and women who are Sold out to you father who are living for you in the midst of God What could be defined as a pagan culture father? They're standing up for you like Elijah against the prophets of Baal and Asherah, father and they will see you Respond because you are the God who responds father. We thank you for that God We thank you that our schools are going to become sanctuaries father that the presence of God can be manifested in our schools, because it only takes one, God. It only takes one person marching in with God on their side to defeat every Goliath that we face. So, Father, I pray that you would raise us up, God, and raise up a new generation of students. God, I lift up our students to you right now. Father, I pray that, God, you would do a new thing, We need a new thing in these students' lives of this next generation, Father. The touch that we had in the generation before them ain't going to do this generation, Father. They need a new touch from heaven, Lord. So, God, I pray that it would begin to fall. I pray that it would fall on our students right here in this church, God, that we would see faith rise up and mount up in them in ways that we've never seen before. God, that they're not waiting to become leaders. They just know they're carrying your authority with them when they go into their schools. Father, that they can lay hands on the sick and see them made well, father that they can preach the good news of jesus in their hallways and see their lost friends find rescue in the savior god i pray that people would see you as a rescuer god you're not here to burden us you're here to release us god i pray that the saving grace god would be proclaimed father god that when they hear your truth it doesn't feel burdensome it feels like freedom God, I pray that your spirit would go before us. God, we need more of you. We just need more of you. We just need more of you. Father, for every person that's been asking God for just a new fresh touch from you, God, I pray that right now in this moment, Father, whether they're present in the building or or participating online, Father, I pray right now your spirit would touch them afresh give them a new faith, a new boldness, a new courage, Father, to go forth and do what you're leading us to do. Father, you've called us to be rescuers, God. You've said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So, Father, we're praying, send us. Don't send anyone else, Lord. Send us. We want to go do the work, Father. We want to be the ones bringing in the harvest, so send us, Lord, and teach us. Teach us how to love. Teach us how to love. Teach us how to walk in grace as we proclaim your truth. God, and I pray that you'd give us influence like we've never had before. God, because your spirit goes before us. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples. And in the authority that Jesus commissions us with, we wanna go and make disciples. So Father, I pray that every area of our lives, Father, our workplaces, our homes, Father, God, that we would go as ambassadors of your kingdom preaching the good news of rescue that's found in Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the prodigals, those who have lost their way. They were in your house and they've walked away from your house. But God, we know that you love them more than we ever could. You care about them more than we ever could. And Father, you won't give up on them. So Father, we pray that you would open our eyes to see how you're reaching them so we can participate with you. Because you're not sitting idly by You're going out and finding your lost sheep. You leave the 99 to find the one. So, Father, help us to see how you're going and rescuing those lost sheep. Father, we pray for the lost, God, that they would come in. Father, that as we lift up Jesus high, not just in our services, not just at a prayer service, but as we lift Jesus high in our everyday lives, Father, we pray that you would draw all men to your Son. God, that we just see a radical wave of salvation. Father, and not one-time confessions, we're believing for lifetime disciples, Father. And we thank you for it, Father, a new wave of the lost being found. God, we pray that you would lead us all in this year, Father, that you'd give us divine wisdom to steward every part of our lives well, that we would steward our finances well for your glory, that we would steward our time well for your glory, that we would steward our gifts well for your glory. Father, that every part of our lives would be offered as a sacrifice to you to raise the name of Jesus and see nations come to repentance. God, I pray for this give us wisdom lord got to pray for our churches and the leadership of our churches father for the vision father for the house for strength for their bodies for healing for their bodies father God, that they won't grow weary in doing well, but they'll keep pressing on, Father, and they'll keep leading us into your purpose and into your will for these churches, Father. We lift up Pastor Dosick and Pastor Phyllis, God. We pray that you would be with them, Father, that you haven't brought them this far to only bring them this far, Father. There's more for them, and we pray that you would be with them and you'd lead them and just increase their strength, Father increase their strength. We pray for Pastor Randy and Pastor Nicole as as they help lead this church, Father, that you'd give them vision. God, that you'd give them wisdom to lead well, Father, and to love well. God, we pray for our Kenton pastors, Pastor Philip and Pastor Regina, God. We pray that you would give them a vision for that city, God, that would just capture the hearts of those people, God. God, we thank you for the work that you've done, but we thank you for the work that you're going to do, God, because you're going to keep moving. You don't know how to stop. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the city of Kenton. We thank you, Father, for Urbana, for Pastor Kylan and Margo. God, we thank you for the amazing work that you're doing there, God. And we pray more, Father. We pray we want to see more and more and more happen there, Father. So continue to draw families in. Father, draw them in, Lord, that they'd be discipled and that that church would thrive and grow, Father. And we thank you for Dayton. God, we pray for Pastor Rick and Pastor Lynn. God, we pray vision. God, we pray for direction. God, we pray for every heart hurdle that they've had to jump, Father, that the hurdles would start falling over, Father, that they wouldn't even impede them, Father, that their gait would remain the same as they run the race you've laid for them. Father, I pray this year for provision like they've never had for that church, God. God, I pray for growth that they've never had for that church, Father. I pray that we would see a move in Dayton this year, Father. God, we just lift up the rest of our church to you, our families, God. Be with them, Father. Be with us. Lead us. Bring healing to our bodies, Lord. Bring healing to our families. God, lead us and guide us to be everything that you've called and purposed us to be, and we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us, church. We'll see you tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Be blessed.